Welcome to episode number 167 of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, a podcast about video games. My name is Cole Ross, and I am your host, and I am joined tonight via Skype by... Dennis Furia. David Mysmith. Ben Merkel. And uh, we are here to talk about video games. Um, stick around towards the end, because um, I alluded to this on Twitter and the Facebook, but there is going to be uh, something of an announcement but uh, I don't dun, want to. Dun, dun. <laughs> I don't want to front load this or make it dramatic or whatever. But uh, it is something that is pertinent to fans of the show and fans of podcasts in general. We're going to make some waves. So anyway, that might be a hint. So <laughs> get it, waves, <laughs> sound, and not okay. of just the audio sort. Exactly. So um, you, you know, we're starting a little bit later than usual. Um, so let's uh, jump right into it. Um, I have a new one, um, actually a whole new system. So I don't know if we want to lead with that foot or if you guys want to go and I can be the uh, the meaty center of this sandwich. I kind of want to hear about the 3DS. Okay. <laughs> I talked about this a little bit last week. I don't know if it made it into the episode or not. But uh, last week saw the release of uh, the sequel to Nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors. Uh, the game uh, has a ludicrous title, uh, which is suited to its Japanese origins. Uh, it's called Zero's Escape, Virtue's Last Reward. Um, uh, I kind of wish that they, they would have used the uh, the original translation title, which is um, Zero Escape, Good People Die. <laughs> <laughs> which, is it makes sense. Is that actually the translation? Yeah. Like, if you, if you, if you take the... If you take the uh, um, the title in Japanese and you just straight translate it and you don't, you know, make it fancy by like virtue's last reward. Like, Oh, that makes sense. Virtuous people, the last reward. Oh, death. Okay, cool. Good people die. There you go. So it's, <laughs> it stays true to the spirit, but like, you know, whatever. Um, so that came out and being that, uh, nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. It's one of my favorite games of the past five years. Um, I absolutely had to have it. So I'd been holding off, on getting a uh, 3DS for a while now, um, just because I wasn't impressed with the original hardware that came out, but uh, I got my hands on one of the one of the, the 3DS XLs, and uh, it's actually a really nice piece of hardware. Um, you know, like the a lot of my misgivings, like the original one has like this weird glossy finish. Uh, there's like this gradient baked into the plastic on all of them, so like it's this ugly like turquoise blue fading into black kind of thing it has these weird angles like it looks like it doesn't it like it, it it's got these weird bulges and stuff and the and the buttons are sharp and it's just like stupid like crazy but you know the 3ds xl in addition to having the bigger screen which i think uh you know works pretty well for you know needing to have that larger viewing angle for the 3d effect uh yeah. which is is growing on me like initially like uh, it, it looked shimmery to me but my eyes are adjusting to it. And a big part of that is, is a big part of that. Yeah. By adjusting to it, I mean, my eyes are shriveling up like raisins. No, um, <laughs> a big, a big part of getting acclimated to that is finding the right setting because going full bore, you know, that's way too much. Um, so I'm hovering right around like 25% 3d. Um, and that's just enough to get the flavor, the patina, if you will. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's nice. Um, it doesn't have any of those awful angles. I got the blue one. It's like this nice, uh, you know, like royal slash navy blue. It's, uh, it's matte a little bit, so it doesn't pick up fingerprints quite as easily. 
And uh, yeah, it's it's a really nice piece of hardware. Uh, the 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 power button isn't right next to the start button like it was on the original <laughs> 3ds. Um, so that's that's a plus. It's the little things. Yeah, yeah. So I picked that up. I I, I picked up um, obviously Virtue's Last Reward. I picked up Resident Evil Revelations, um, but I haven't played that yet. That one's going to be docked for a little bit um, while I, while I play this. And uh, I also picked up Super Mario 3D Land. Um, as like a tech demo for, for, for the best use case for the, uh, for the 3ds, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty good. Like it, it makes really good use of the 3d. Um, this, it's one of the few games that I've played immediately, admittedly I've, I've played very few of the games, but the 3d feels really essential to the experience because of the way things are laid out. Um, so it, it, it plays kind of like the side scrolling levels from super Mario galaxy a little bit. Um, and except you can move into the foreground and background. Um, and some of them are, you know, they, they have like a linear progression, but, uh, all of them involve, uh, foreground and background elements and it's really, really freaking good. And the, and the 3d effect is, is genuinely, uh, nice, especially when you're trying to, uh, jump on a specific Goomba or hit a, or hit a specific block. I've tried playing it with it, you know, playing with it on and off and you definitely play better with it on so that alleviates um at least one of my concerns which is if they give you the ability to turn it off what's the reason to have it and in this case like mm-hmm. make a game where it makes sense that you would have it on all the time so when you talk about moving into the foreground and background is it kind of a a binary thing where you're either in the foreground or you're in the background and you flip between the two mm-hmm. or is, does it just mean that there is a third dimensional plane that you can kind of be at any point on a third dimensional plane Okay, cool. Yeah, but but the but the levels are kind of laid out. Uh, you, you've played uh, Super Mario, Super Paper Mario, right? Yes. It's kind of like that, except if you were in flip mode all the time. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that's really good. Do you guys have any questions about that before I get into the main course? Are you um, noticing all the like horrible, you know, eye strain, or have you like gained any superpowers from using this? Well, I can like see th- that. I can see through walls and time. Uh, the spice <laughs> must flow. Um, how, however, uh, you know, like like playing Super Mario, it's it's one of those weird things where it feels like they they designed it with that in mind. In that, you know, since it's since it's like Super Mario World or Super Mario Three, and it's stage based, and each stage, you know, you're you're given like five minutes of time to do it. it it's it's meant to be played in these kind of discrete chunks. Um, while I've been playing Virtue's Last Reward with 3D on, I've noticed um, a, a lot of problems with that, but that's mainly because being a visual novel, surprise, surprise, there's a lot of text, and they put the text on the foreground plane uh, in front of a transparent background. Oh. Um, so trying to separate the text from the background, it, just, it wasn't really designed with that in mind. So, so, so that's the only instance where I found eye strain. Um, something with like Resident Evil Revelations, where it's more suited to like playing for an hour or so at a time, I could see that being a problem. But as of right now, uh, no, it seems like the games that are meant to be in 3D that I've tried so far um, have been designed with that in mind. I think it's interesting what you said about the the Mario game being kind of that that best use case for uh, for 3D on the 3ds and it's it kind of made me think that's that's almost the blessing and the curse of of mario games on the wii is that or excuse me on on any nintendo platform is it's kind of like hey this is the best the platform has to offer but also this is the best the platform has to offer like <laughs> yep so you, you've had the best 
Here's what this platform would be if people actually made games for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, taken to its logical extreme, that's what you saw with uh, with Wii Sports, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just kind of like, hey, here's you know, here's how we want people to experience this, and that coupled with the system's relative lack of power, um, you know, had more people. It just had people saying like, "Yeah, these you know these these mini game collections they work really really well on this, so let's do this." You know, if if Nintendo had led with Twilight Princess, you know, one ha- one can't help but think that that trajectory would have been you know substantially different. I, I was I was very intrigued where you talked about kind of learning to watch the 3D, or you know, kind of as feeling out your right depth and everything like that. It's it's really you know we we think about hey needing to get learn or get used to the new controls for a new game, but you know learning to how to watch something is a completely foreign idea. Yeah, I mean and and you know 3D without glasses that's a completely foreign thing too. You, you, you know, mm-hmm. um, and just you know l- learning what the expectations are. So yes, the, the the slider controls the intensity of the effect, but uh, that like that doesn't mean that more intense equals better than. Um, really what it means is like, you know, depending on like how far you're going to hold this from you, from yourself, I think, I think I hold it closer to my face than most people do. And I find that when I crank it up, it's better if I hold it far away, but then I can't read the text. Um, you know, so there's that problem. Uh, but yeah, so it, like it really, really like they should, they should have like people who like sit down at the store with you and say, okay, we're going to measure, we're going to measure pupillary distance. Uh, how long are your arms, sir? You'd like a 34, no 37. I knew it. You're a tall fella. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to nickname you T-Rex little shorty <laughs> arms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to recommend something like in a 10% for you, Mr. Rex, um, <laughs> Terry Rex. Um, so. <laughs> oh, I just realized T Rexes can't hold video game controllers. It's so sad. <laughs> Actually, no, they're perfect for it. Like the little controllers. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But they've only got two button or two fingers. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, they can play uh, GameCube. I guess. I, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, well, we see. From, That's just we, we, depressing. We, we see in uh, Toy Story, uh, Toy, Toy Story Three, the dinosaurs type, so they can play. Uh, they can play PC. <laughs> So. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, <laughs> they can play text-based games. <laughs> <laughs> Big interactive fiction fan Terry Rex is. Um, so, so, so yeah, there, 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 there's that notion. You just have, you have to feel it out, and you have to see how comfortable you are. And then, in the case of like Virtue's Last Reward, it's like, yeah, I'm just going to turn it off because yes, it adds something. That's that's not entirely true. There's like, you know, like one little click where it's off, like when it's way at the bottom. But if you just like turn it on, but rest it at the very minimum, it's actually kind of cool because it provides just enough visual depth to separate the elements. So you can, mm-hmm. you can see, it's weird because I'm holding up my hands. Like imagine if you had like cardboard cutouts in front of you, you can see the text box in front of the character in front of the background. And that's what most of the screens are, you know, but it's just right. subtle enough to add like that little flavor to it. Nice. Yeah. So, um, a little kick. (laughs) So I'll talk about this, this game because it's consumed my life. I got this thing on like Thursday, no Wednesday, got it on Wednesday. I've sunk about 12 hours into it so far, which is crazy for me. So wait, 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 more so than the dark souls DLC. Uh, you know, it's one of those things you can only put yourself through so much. 
Um, and I'll get to that after <laughs> this. Um, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I've probably put about like seven hours into that, but you know, never mind. Um, but okay. So nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. I talked about this, I think like in the, in the summer of like 2010 or something like that, uh, maybe 2011, uh, t- time she has lost to me, but, uh, but it is a, a game that is in a, a kind of an underrepresented genre, at least over here in America called the visual novel, which is, you know, picture an adventure game, like text adventure is not that far off, except there's no like get yawn flask or whatever, um, <laughs> you, you know, uh, <laughs> but they're very character based. Um, think about games like uh, like Phoenix Wright. Um, think about Hotel Dusk, like when I talked about those uh, for a little bit. Uh, there are very few of them uh, that have been translated. Uh, the Last Window, uh, I guess that doesn't count because that's uh, that's in the Hotel Dusk kind of thing. But uh, they're right up my alley because they take that you know story versus gameplay um, you know slider and they crank it all the way towards story. And it's really good. Um, so yeah, nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. They just reprinted it, and it's cheaper now. Um, this is a direct sequel to that, so it continues the story. Like the premise is, all of these people have been have been abducted in a jigsaw style fashion, and are forced to play something called the nonary game. Nonary referring to like base nine, um, and there are all these rules. Uh, they have, okay. they, yeah, they, they have bracelets that, uh, in in various ways, can kill them um, if they if they fail to. Uh, follow the rules of the game. Um, you know, in the first game, it was uh, different. It was like Baccarat rules. So um, people could go through the doors, but their numbers had to add up. So if it was if it was uh, the number two door, uh, the, the, the two digits had to add up to um, two. So say 20 would, you know, people with numbers that added up to 20, they would be able to go through the two door because two and then zero. Or if they, um, yeah, or if they, uh, <clears throat> um, if, if they added up to 11, they'd be able to go through the two door. Um, and each of them had bracelets from one to nine. In this new one, it's color based. Um, I don't know how interesting that is. But uh, in, the, in the first game, kind of without giving too much away, uh, there were six endings and you couldn't get the real ending until you got kind of the the good ending quote unquote, where you found uh, a necessary clue and kind of the, uh, the, the entire purpose of the game is to break that fourth wall and say, okay, you're going down these various um, branching paths and you as the player, you know, as the protagonist, you're getting this information that wouldn't have been available to you in any of these individual lines. Um, so that's where that played through. And it like in the first one, it sensed, okay, you got this one. So now you know how to solve this final puzzle. And there you go. In this new one, that takes it to like a crazy extreme in that there are 24 endings. Um, wow. And instead, instead of having to play through the game um, from the beginning each time, and this isn't a spoiler because it's right. It's like an interface, uh, you know, option. There's a, there's the flow menu which gives you a flow chart of the entire story and you can see how you're progressing on it. And, you know, when you get to a bad ending or when you get to a place where you can't proceed without any more information, instead of starting over again, you can just go back to the last decision point and then make the other decision and then go onward, which, wow. <clears throat> yeah. Um, as far, like, as far as the story goes, I don't want to like, you know, ruin anything it's based on like the 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 schrodinger's cat um kind of kind of theorem like okay 
with that, if, if we if this is in a closed system and we can't observe it directly, it's both A and B at the same time. Um, and it's also based on the prisoner's dilemma. Um, you know, two two people are locked up in a different room and they can choose to either, you know, ally with each other or betray each other. And the, the, the total effect will be different depending on what each of them chooses. But the thing is, you don't know what the other person's going to choose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you lock a prisoner in a box, he has both ratted you out and remained loyal at the same time. Yes. And... Like so, okay. So when you can, combi- isn't that much difference than how our justice system works? <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean, okay. So so you're you're picking up on that. Like you're picking up. Like when you combine those two things, when you combine the prisoner's dilemma, and when you combine when you combine that with uh, with a Schrodinger's cat, then it becomes this crazy mind fuck, right? Mm-hmm. And like it gets even crazier from there. Yes, it's anime as hell. Um, yes. Like, you know, the character designs are kind of wacky and everything, but it's a straight up like murder mystery and it's a straight up, you know, paranormal, you know, weird psychological thriller kind of sense um, to it. So it's really good. The uh, one thing that bugs me, the entire game is voiced like all of the characters are voiced and they're voiced well. I mean, they sound kind of like anime characters and you like, except, you know, that there's not like the squealy, like little girl or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. ar- archetype. So you can tell they're pulling from that, you know, pool of actors for this. However, your character, uh, Sigma, he isn't voiced in any of the scenes, which I can understand that decision in order to make, you know, in order to make it easier for you to identify with him. Because if all of his lines are voiced, like, okay, I'm just looking at this. Whereas the entire thing is, okay, I'm inhabiting this and I am, uh, you know, basically I am acting as him. And I, I, you know, I know everything he knows and he knows everything I know. Like, that's the thing. However, it's this weird kind of thing where somebody is like talking to you and they're trying to like, you know, play for drama, you know, any of these things. And, you know, the other person's like, are you really going to do this? I mean, you know, you don't have to. And then your response is. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, there was actually a tragic throat cancer incident in your past. Oh, it also does these other things. And in order order to uh, to space things out, they do the dot, dot, dot. Um, And here's something that will ruin pretty much anything text in video games for you uh this is something i learned from uh from the video games hot dog guys um anytime you see dot 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 in a video game mentally replace mentally replace that with a fart Uh... (laughs) (laughs) yeah I always replace it with the, uh, you know, the Stinko man, the dot, dot, dot. (laughs) 20x6. Um, So, so yeah, Um, I'm really excited about it. I think I've gotten about like eight of the endings. It's a long ass game. I mean, I told you, uh, you know, I've I've put about like 11 or so hours into it. And, uh, and like most reviews that I've read said that it's like 30, 35 hours. Wow. Yeah. It's good for a little handheld, buddy. Yeah, no, I'm I'm having a I'm having a grand old time with it. It's uh it, it's fantastic. The puzzles are good, you you know. Of course, I'm going to say that when you know when, when the only tool you have is a piece of graph paper, everything looks like a you know a, a brain teaser. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, the the like those parts where you're like solving puzzles and you know a lot of it's like math based, some of it's color based. Uh, there's just you know pattern recognition things like that, like. I would consider it like, you know, maybe like master's level puzzlery, not like PhD or whatever, um, you know, or, and not like junior high, like, uh, you know, 
uh, some LucasArts game where it's just like combine X with Y and then, you know, go to town. Um, but yeah, the, the, those are good and they don't get in the way. And there's, there's a lot, um, there's a lot of stuff in that, like where the puzzles are thematically linked. So it's not like directly called out like, oh, that's kind of like XYZ part of the story. But, you know, appreciating those patterns that can actually call out things that are going to be happening in the story. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's good. I, I like any game where, where, where the main mechanic is paying attention. <laughs> Because it's so difficult for me to do that, so yeah. And that's how we really... get back to um, Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> go, go ahead, <laughs> go ahead, Dennis. I, I was going to say I really like this idea that you actually get a map that shows you where the decisions points are. Yeah. Because so many other games, and I'm looking at you, Heavy Rain, <laughs> have all these things in that 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 look like choices, mm-hmm. but really aren't. It's like it's like you know every dialogue tree has a good and a bad option. Fallout was, uh, or excuse me, Fallout Three, is probably the worst um, uh, perpetrator that I can think of. Where, you know, it seems like every every dialogue option you choose is is like this moral choice. Where it's like, man, I can say hello, grandma, or shut up, bitch. You know, <laughs> and either way, it brings you to the same result. So I wish I could see a map. That kind of highlighted, hey, these are the decisions you really need to think about that will really change things. And then here's the stuff where it's really just kind of what's the flavor of getting to the next decision point. To be fair, Fallout 3 had a lot of neutral you know, options, such as saying, hello, bitch, or yeah, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> or shut up, grandma. <laughs> exactly. Shut I up. actually have said that before. <laughs> shut up, grandma. <laughs> I, uh, there, there, there is a, uh, a bad part part of town um here only one but it does exist <laughs> and um a uh drug deal went down uh directly in front of me and my grandmother and she is tends to be clueless about uh sort of you know grandmotherly about those things and so she's oh what are those kids doing <laughs> that have I, have I ever told you the story about uh about my cleveland adventure when i was really young no, no, but that cannot possibly end well. <laughs> I think we were we were going to 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 an Indians game or something like that, and this was this was back at the at the old Indian Stadium, which is in kind of a rough part of town. Although Cleveland also is quickly the old turned Indians, you know, <laughs> the old decent. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I was like four, so it was before their their uh, their first World Series uh, bid. But uh, um, regardless. Um, <laughs> so we were walking down the streets of Cleveland. I'm like four years old. I think I like I'd been watching the Rocky movies a lot, and uh, Don King factors into those. So I see a black person, and being from Mansfield, I don't like I, I wasn't around a lot of black people at that point. Um, so I see this guy. And it's like, and so my only like cultural touchstone for black people was like Clubber Lang from Rocky Three, and so <laughs> and, and then and then. For, for for some reason don king so i very loudly point at that guy i guess he might have had crazy hair that's why i didn't go with clubber lang and i said hey look it's don king and like <laughs> like you you've never seen a kid like just like grabbed and taken into a store <laughs> so quickly <laughs> yeah so r- racially sensitive i was not um <laughs> and don't <laughs> And do not even get me started on the time that I saw Jackie Chan. Um, but uh, yeah, no, you're, you're, you're right, Dennis. It's it's good that they that they lay that out and they subvert it. Like when you think 
you know, oh, if I choose one way and it turns out badly, okay, I go back and I choose the other way. It'll still turn out badly. <laughs> you know, just kind of like, okay, so they chose to, the, the other person chose to do this. And so that fucked me over. I'm going to go back and then you do it the other way. And then they went the other way too. And it's great because it's, it's like, sorry, it's like some psychomantis level shit where it knows what you've done before. And like, if you go, if you go down a path and then do something specific and then, then you go do it the other way. Like in that, in that instance where somebody makes a different choice, you say, but wait a minute, you did this other thing before the character says it out loud. Cause like it keeps track of everything that you logically could know. And people are like, what the hell are you talking about? Like before. Okay. So they guess like, okay, oh, so, so they good. Your care, your actual character breaks to the fourth wall. Yes. Oh. And, and, and like, it, it gets to like, what do you mean before? Well, no, it was in the third, second round. What do you mean the third, second round? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. So it gets, it gets kind of crazy. Um, and, and you know, that, that, that ends up being a game mechanic, um, which is, which is nice. Someone's bothering you. Like, you know what? You're pixels. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's super good. I know that none of you own TSs, but like when Although, I, now that they've um, made a new one, I, I can finally get one. What do you mean? Well, I, you know, I I don't buy the first iteration of Nintendo products. Yeah, that's uh that's that's good shakes, man. Good decision. <laughs> so, but I loved the um, the DS and the Game Boy Advanced and yeah, all those. Yeah, all so. the all those new iterations. Yeah, it's it's super good. If if you have a DS, if you have access to anybody who's listening to this too, not just not just the the hosts. I, I forget that, that that it's not just us here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like like for real i mean if if anything that i say about adventure games and you know visual novels like rings true for you you think oh that sounds like something i'd really like um check it out or, or more accurately don't sleep like don't sleep on this because it's going to get rare uh it's going to go up in price before they do reprintings and you know now that they've made this a series like the reprinting of the first one like the, it's not just nine hours nine persons nine doors like this is the zeros escape series now and I want a third uh, one, damn it. I haven't even beaten this one. I sweet. want another one. <laughs> is it is it zero escape or zero's escape? Um in Japan it's zero escape. In America it's zero's escape. Zero is the uh is the villain in both of them. Uh, yeah, that's all I can say. Um <laughs> Yeah, if you if you you see, you see a guy in, in a mask on on both on both uh covers, that's that's zero. It's like a gas mask kind of thing. Um yeah. So I've talked enough about that. Do you have any questions about that before I uh, give my Dark Souls update? I don't think so. Um, so yeah, Dark Souls. Um, I, I ended up I, I beat the first boss um, of the of the new content, the Art, the Artorias of the Abyss uh, stuff, and uh, that that was you know harrowing. It was you know, but again, you feel triumphant. I thought it was a Griffin, but it's actually a Manticore because uh, it's got a lion's head, it has wings, and it has a scorpion's tail, uh, which also which also happens to shoot lightning at you. Um, <laughs> they do hate like it when that happens. Lightning. <laughs> I, I hate it when that happens. Um, so yeah, I got through that and I got into kind of the world at large, um, there that this takes place in. And, um, I proceeded to get to the, to the next boss, uh, who is Artorius himself. And, uh, I've been stuck on him ever since. Uh, so yeah, 
I went out and I tried leveling up and I got like 70,000 souls or something like that. And I thought, well, okay, I need to like get some better spells or something. And this is enough to buy all the good spells from, uh, from the sorcery guy. So I, I ventured to go find him. Um, I'm, and, uh, I died, went to go back and get them. And then I died again, losing all 70,000 of those souls, which would be enough oh. to level up one and a half times. Oh, <laughs> so, so would you, would you say that dark souls is a punishing game? Um, I would say that you should prepare to die. Um, because, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, just, it's it's something very few people know about it. Uh, mm. But uh, it would be awesome if they put that on the back of the box or something. Um, <laughs> Have you ever actually read, read the manual? Uh, no. It's cool. worth reading sim- simply to see that it's it basically consists of prepare to die. <laughs> to be fair, most manuals are like, epilepsy warnings and then like button <laughs> but like like button stuff if, if if there was anything in the past couple of years that led me to believe that a manual was worth even like looking at <laughs> was worth the paper it was printed on i would look at it but most games now put you through a tutorial so i see no i, I, I see no reason although to, to to be honest uh dark souls is Quite possibly the only tutorial that most people die at repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's also uh, you know one of those things. Uh, you know, man- manuals are for little kids or people who can't drive themselves to the store and need something to do on the ride back home, or people who just have this weird manual fetish. True. I mean, I've, you've seen my house. You've seen my shelves upon shelves of strategy guides. You know. I, I still sure. still cannot believe that they still make strategy guides. It's neat because uh, you, if you look on the uh, on on the app store, I believe newsstand, something like that. Um, no, it's the iBook store. Um, people are using um, iBooks Author to put out um, strategy guides for the iPad. Brady Games is starting to do it, so it's relatively recent. The oldest one that I've seen um, was something that came out here in August. Um, and there are two of them that, I'm cons- that, I, that I would consider picking up if I wasn't so fixated on the physical artifact, but they have them out for Dishonored and Resident Evil 6. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? You know, Microsoft is doing this whole multiple screen thing, right? It would yeah. be really cool if they had the, you know, the, the second screen strategy guide where, you know, based on where you were in the game, it would automatically flip to the right place in the strategy guide. Or, could, or they could do what Nintendo was thinking about doing and make it so the game plays itself. Oh, I haven't heard that one. Uh, this was a big deal like back in 2009. Nintendo filed for a patent, which was basically intelligent um, strategy guys and help systems, which was it would sense where you were in the game and it could like give you hints if you looked for it. And then if you like pulled for hints enough, you would it would actually like take over and do the difficult part for you. It's like an <laughs> autopilot. Yeah, yeah. Because wow. I want my strategy guide to be like, you know what? Fuck it, just give it to me. <laughs> Move. Yeah, it's like like uh, like easy auto <laughs> auto mode from Devil May Cry One. Eventually, the game just says, "Look, you suck. We'll we'll help you here." <laughs> and then and then it won't give the controller back once you're past the hard part. <laughs> Come on, man! You've been playing for like two hours. Shut up. <laughs> Oh man, I don't think you have any like you don't have a reference point for that, Dennis, because you're the older brother. Yeah, yeah. Well, it what was this? This is my younger brother is an actuary now, and and this was kind of the seeds of when I knew something like that was going to happen. Is when we got our first PlayStation, 
I went out and bought all the games so I could be the owner of the games. He went out and bought the memory card. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> the hunters become the hunted, Dennis. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I learned who, who lost that end of the bargain. Real <laughs> right quick. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> so those are those are my games. I'll, I'll have more to report on Dark Souls once I beat this fucking boss. I even tried summoning people in like to help out. No dice. Uh-huh. So... Well, of course, like when you when you have help, the, the like the the boss's health goes up. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's still easier, like especially if you know you summon somebody whose skills are complementary to you, and it actually becomes kind of like a raid boss almost. So like you know, I, I play as a you know like a DPS kind of guy. So I've got you know relatively light armor, but you know uh, spells. You know, I'm a, I'm a sorcerer. Um, and I also use a big sword, you know, and I tend to do, I tend to wield two handed so I can get more damage. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, just one of those things where, you know, if you get somebody who's complimentary, it makes it easier because they can like keep the attention off of you. So you have time to heal or you can like spam them for damage and then like drag, drag them off of them so that they can heal or you can heal them or something like that. Mm. So it's, you know, it becomes more of a traditional multiplayer RPG at that point, but you know, with that, in order to balance it and keep it so it's hard, they they increase the health. And I think increase the damage output too. Do you know yet if it is um, the the final boss, or is this just like two on on you know of of many? Oh man, I forget. I, I I saw some number about how many bosses there were, and it's more than two. And okay. I've I've explored a relatively small area, and there are other places that I can get to. And when I go in there, I see an exit out of the back of his room. And the nice thing about Dark Souls is, you know, often, you know, you can see things off in the distance. And it's like, oh, that's kind of a cool building. Or, oh, that's a nice, like, vista. But the thing is, unless it's, like, really far out, and even then sometimes, that's a place you can go. So I've seen this whole big, giant city and these castles and spires. And just knowing things, I'm going to go there eventually. That's cool. The best, the best thing about that is that usually it's not like, you know, okay, now I'm going to go there. It's like several hours later in the story, you get someplace, and then you suddenly realize, wait, I'm at that place I saw. Yeah, and, and that works both ways, too. Like, you can actually, like, after you've gotten there, you can look down and see that initial spot. <laughs> huh. Yeah. It's kind of like a eco in that regard. Yeah. That was one of the, nice, the nicer things about Eco. Um, God, I love this game. <laughs> it's a great way to build in accomplishment without really needing to give the player anything else. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you want to talk about, like, it doesn't call anything out. Like, it's, you know, everything about the game is relatively subtle. Um, mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's a great understated way to make you feel um, like you've covered some ground. By, like, by quite literally showing you that you have actually covered some ground. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that's like that's like the first instinct of any kid who goes out to play in the woods is like, oh my god, see the big tree over there. Let's see if we can reach it. Mm-hmm. And and you know, like that's that's how um, amusement parks are designed too. You know, mm-hmm. think think about Disneyland, not, like not or Disney World rather, the Magic Kingdom. It's designed in such a way that you know you'll you'll never see a pirate in you know. Uh, fuck office dan or i'm not sure but all, all i can think of is pirates you'll, you'll never see mickey and a pirate together you know something like that so all the discrete little kingdoms are kept separate 
but they bleed into each other. So as you walk from one area to another, it will slowly turn from pilot, you know, pirate land into this other thing um, without you really knowing it. And they even like blend the sounds. Fuck off stand. Yeah. So, from, yeah. so from pirate land to fuck off a stand. Um, but uh, what's, what, what's great is, you know, despite how like disorienting that can be, like even on a you know visual and sound level, you can always look up and you can always see that castle at the center and you'll and like you'll know like oh let's meet at the castle Cinderella's castle or whatever the the one from the logo um yeah so like you always have that touchstone that place that you can you know have a reference point to i am this far away from the castle the other except game for that in dark does souls that really does it really well even though it doesn't do at all the open world approach is half-life 2 yeah the citadel right yeah what were you going to say Dennis I was going to say the the only difference is in Dark Souls. There's about you know six million monsters between you and the castle. Um, I consider fat rednecks and babies to be monsters in their own regard. <laughs> you know, when you're, you're waiting. Not in a li- big fan of Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> when, when you're waiting in line for uh, you know Thunder Mountain or whatever, and you see like a like a a woman of gravity uh, change her baby and then throw the diaper into the planter that she's standing next to. And you're wondering why I have like complexes about the cleanliness of public spaces. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. That... If we haven't already established it on this show, the world is just covered in in fecal batter and stale urine. Dander. It's just a fact of life. D- dander is is the preferred nomenclature. Dander, yeah, that. <laughs> so, yeah, because that's cumulative. That can be any number of leavings. Um, it's basically so, the binding of Isaac. <laughs> so, um, I know that you, Ben, have been playing something that uh, you have kind things to say about that I have yes. had unkind things to say about in the past. Yes. So but that's okay. I would like you to tell me why I'm wrong. Well, Cole. How much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> not, not how I'm wrong. Why I'm wrong in this sense. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, so the game I've been playing the last week has been Alpha Protocol, which I think I mentioned getting last week, right? Yeah. Correct? Yeah. It was a nice deal, $8, although I found out it was sold on Steam the day before for $4. So it's quite a, quite a cheap, quite a deal going on. So if you have any interest in the game, it's, it's definitely worth picking up. Um, so I beat it, I think, two days ago after starting it last week. Um, basically, the reason why I love the game is is similar reasons to why I really appreciated uh, both of the Night Seal Republic games. Um, it does a very good job of giving you authority over your storyline and your character and how you kind of shape the experience that you have. Um so for those of you who haven't heard about the game, it's like a spy game, modern-day espionage game. Um, and the main selling point of it is you can play the game kind of however you want. The archetypes that they have built in is you can play it like Jason Bourne, you can play it like Jack Bauer from 24, or you can play it like James Bond. So you can either be really professional, you can be really aggressive, or you can be suave. And <laughs> And so, you know, with depending upon the situation, you can kind of weave in and out of each of those roles. Um, 
the first the way I played it through the first time, uh, I did I tried to go a professional route. Um, the mechanics of the game are pretty similar to Deus Ex, I thought, where they'll give you a level and there's usually um, at least two or three routes for how to how to get through any given objective and depending upon what skills you have unlocked to. Um, the upgrading is probably a little bit more limited in comparison to Deus Ex, but however, the storyline and the dialogue are far better. So, um, no robot legs. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Actual robot legs. No, <laughs> he's he's all human, I guess. Um, but no, it's totally a lot of fun. You go to different locations over the world or whatever. Um, so that's fun. They use some of this, uh, the same tropes as regular James Bond game or James Bond movies. Um, but I don't know. But it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, there's females of interest. There are people. There are <laughs> people. Who, of there are people who communicate with you who like have tech knowledge and stuff. So all I mean, all those kind of campy conventions are there. Um, but no, it's it's just a lot of fun. So the. So I played it through the first time. Uh, I did it very stealthily. So I tried to every with every mission. I tried to make sure that no one knew I was there or whatever, and uh, and I tried to get everybody to uh, like me in a sense, so that I could uh, get all the information of what was going on and like unlock all, get to the bottom of the mystery of the game. I guess um, after doing that, I started a second playthrough, kind of being completely aggressive, so going the Jack Bauer route. I gave my character a lumberjack beard and a backwards <laughs> baseball cap and aviator glasses, and I execute anybody given the chance that I can do it. <laughs> Everything I do is aggressive. I try and get people to hate me as much as possible, and the game totally rewards you for doing that. Um, and this really? was kind of yeah. And so this was something that I was uh, that last week when I had listened to a a, a talk that Chris Avalone had done. Um, he mentioned this, like he wanted, he wanted that to be an option is you can piss people off and you can have fun with it that way. And it's totally true. Um, so yeah. So, I mean, given a, for any given person that you're talking to, you can kind of figure out, uh, one sort of way that you talk to them, they'll, they'll like you more. If you talk to them another way, it'll make them completely dislike you. And so you can have a lot of fun just kind of playing around with that single parameter. Um, so, yeah. So, second playthrough has been just as fun as the first. That's that's cool how they, like, don't make you feel bad and they don't, they don't make you have less fun because you didn't play the game they wanted you to play it. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. The, Do you feel the, like you're getting lost to the story? I don't know. See, so, that's what I'm kind of looking to see because i know like i know some of the people that i didn't kill the first time around i know how they uh help you out later you know in some cases or or how they kind of flesh out the story later so i'm interested to see how murdering everybody will affect the story. <laughs> <laughs> is this a bad thing well no i mean well i don't know yeah i i don't I'm not asking for a psych evaluation or I don't want to go that deep into it. So hopefully, hopefully that's not a problem. Hence, but, um, killing people will make them less likely to give you information. Yes. Well, yeah, the, 
they they have some tricks around it. Like uh, you'll pick up his PDA after you kill them, and then oh, you yeah. can look through that. But it's not always the same information that you you get. So, so yeah. So it's been a lot of fun. Um, I guess I'll just keep you. I'll probably play it through once more and 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 see kind of mess around with the parameters of it. But but it was a, a very similar experience that I had when I played the both the Knights Old Republic games where you kind of go through one way and beat it the good way. Um but then after that you kind of want to go back and like just be an asshole to everyone and <laughs> and see what happens that way. In in Knights of the Old Republic it wasn't as rewarding cuz if to be like a dark side person or whatever you have to you know like kill a mother who's asking for money because <laughs> she has, you know, trying to feed her kids or something. Um, in this game, it doesn't get that dramatic. And yeah. that's, that's a good thing because it, it I mean, it gives, it gives you a lot more freedom to, to play how you want it. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, if you look at the pedigree of these kind of things, I mean, you know, famously Planscape Torment, if you try and play through as evil, like there are people who have attempted it, but not been able to, not because it locks you out of anything, but because it is like psychologically devastating the things that you have to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I can believe it. Um, Yeah. And maybe uh, one other highlight of the game is there's a lot of um, all the dialogue options. It's similar to like Mass Effect where you, you kind of have a, a, a range of choices. Um, the night, um, Instead of it being up is good and down is bad and middle is middle, it's like uh, left is suave, James Bond, right is professional, Jason Bourne, and then up is Jack Bauer aggressive. Um and up you torture them. <laughs> Shoot people in the kneecaps. Left, uh, attempt to get into pants. Right, calmly speak to them. Um, up, uh, just take the car battery to their genitals. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, but but the nice thing about it is in the dialogue system, there's a timer for every dialogue that you give. Yeah. And so it creates a sense of urgency. And so, what happens if it runs out? Um, it's at a preset one to begin with, based on whatever your uh, character's at. Or so, like at the start of a dialogue, if you have like a naturally aggressive character so far, it'll just start out at aggressive, and if you don't uh, change it, it'll stay like that the entire time. That's cool. Um, if yeah, if you have a naturally suave character, it stays at that the entire time, and then you get kind of pick it. Um, uh, so yeah, so if you don't change it, then it, it's whatever. Um, also at times, uh, many times throughout the game, they'll give you, they'll put you in a situation where you have to kind of make this big, uh, binary choice, you know, where it'll be like, it's similar to the ending of like Mass Effect 2, where you get into these choices where it's, it's very much gray areas. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to say anything about Mass Effect 2. It's just these very much gray areas where it's like, well, it's, it's okay option A or okay option b but like neither one's really that great um so like for example it'll be something like you might be hacking into a computer and it's like okay they're shutting down the computer we only have time to do one thing do you want to check on these files about this assassination attempt or do you want to check on these files about the riot that's about to be caused and it's like well that sucks that i can only choose one like you know so it puts you in it, it puts you in real dilemmas where uh, you have to kind of make a choice on your feet and kind of live with the consequences of it. So it's really fun to see how that plays out too. So, so, so it's kind of like, it's kind of like Saints Row, except the options aren't let an orphanage burn down or 
extra pimp canes for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Wait, but uh, that's not even a decision. <laughs> I mean, pimp canes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Can you do both in Saints Row? <laughs> <laughs> the third yeah. way. Yeah. Option the, three, orphans, orphans with pimp canes. canes. <laughs> yeah. orphans with pimp canes. <laughs> they can put out the fires with the pimp canes. Pimp canes made out of orphans. Mm. <laughs> that made you think. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I'm just trying to, you'd, you'd need at least two orphans, I feel like, for a really good pimp cane. Uh, you just put a rod down the down the spine. Good lord. Yeah. Sorry. Now, okay, so I'll, I'll, let's back away from that real quick. Um, so, I, I mean, like, the, the I never had any qualms about the presentation, you know, mm-hmm. or, or, or about or about the um, discussion, the dialogue tree aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Like, that always seemed pat to me. Like, mm-hmm. the, the, the quality of the voice acting, yeah, kind of a problem, but... Like that and the animation, like no worse than like some of the like run of the mill parts of Fallout Three, namely anybody who wasn't Liam Neeson, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not so shallow that I can't get around that or look past it. But like, just holy crap, the shooting and the stealth. Um, I didn't e- like them. Yeah. Um, so if you're a person who likes um, modern games. day games or like <laughs> or like uh, modern warfare or something like that, this is not a game for you. The mm-hmm. mechanics of the game are kind of on par with a PlayStation sort of game or maybe a play- PS2 game. Um, like the, the way that it played reminded me of the Mission Impossible game for Nintendo 64. Okay. That was awesome. Yeah, dude. It was the you, Nintendo 64. You could make the helicopter crash by activating the magnets before you activate the searchlights. Yep. That was awesome. I, I liked that game, but... I did, too. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the... Okay, so the shooting is kind of a problem. That wasn't a big problem for me because I would do stealth most of the time. The stealth is kind of... Uh, uh, hokey, I guess, where people can't see you if they're on the other side of the room from you, even if they're staring directly at you. Metal Gear. Um, uh, I'm sorry, Metal Gear. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't mind that. Like, I understand. I understand it's just a game. Like, the idea mm-hmm. of this game is the people can see ten feet in front of them. Don't get ten feet in front of them. Try and maneuver around them and kill them. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, is, it's, is it like a sight cone kind of thing? I forget. Is there a radar where you can see their field of view? See, now that that's a Deus Ex. There's a, a perk to unlock uh, the cone of sight that they're looking at. And this one, you can see where they're facing mm-hmm. by unlocking a stealth perk. Yeah. But uh, you don't see explicitly how far they see or like where the cutoff is. Um but there's also perks that make whatever that cutoff is shorter. Um, but yeah, that is kind of a problem where you you can't see it. <laughs> you you studied <laughs> under a special school of assassining that makes it so that by you being awesome, everybody else gets a little bit blind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe your camo's a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, there are some things that are kind of hokey with it. Um, there are a few boss battles where you have to use combat, so you have to fight the person. You can't kind of, you can't stealth Ooh. your way out of it. So um, it's like the sex. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's 
pretty similar to that. Um, and so I think the first boss that I played took way too long, and I was kind of upset by that. But that was pretty much the only time. Um, if you can get past the mechanics, then it's a great game. And on, I mean, honestly, I, I had no problem suspending my disbelief. But if if it, you were someone who can't get past that, then yeah, I could see it being an unenjoyable game. Yeah, I mean, like like game like stealth, like you know, like like Metal Gear is a perfect example. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, you play that game looking at the radar screen. When it's, mm-hmm. when it's an option for you. Just like you, you recognize that that's part of the world. My problem with it was there was no indication of when I would be spotted and when I wasn't. And, okay. and, and so that, that kind of, that kind of gaminess and that could, that could have just been me like not paying attention, you know, enough. And like, if I, if I had stuck it out um, and admittedly, I'm not that great at stealth, just like it, it, it seemed like the rules were changed on me. Like even in, even in the training rooms where it was like, where it needs to be like, okay, you can do this. You know, it, it it felt like you're spotted, you're spotted, and I didn't really know why. Now there are plenty of like stealth is enough of a thing right now, like and it has been for the past you know 15 years that like you know there are lots of different ways to do it, and in the case where you can't really pull that off, like you like you need a way to you know, indicate whether you're being seen or not like dishonored right now that makes perfect like the way that it does it makes a lot of sense because they they've gotten good enough at rendering that that like you can tell based on like what you're walking on or how dark it is or just by looking in field of view like if they can see you or not they've gotten to the point where they can you know show that but you look at something like thief where it's like, okay, is the gem glowing? Yes. You can be seen. No, then you can't be seen or even uh, splinter cell like a uh, conviction where things go black and white when you are invisible. Um, all of those are different ways to show it. And just, it was a lack of feedback. It was a feedback problem to mm-hmm. my, to, to my mind. Um, yeah. 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 I could see that. Um, I guess having played deus ex, what was it? Two months ago or so I was kind of, used to this sort of gameplay so i kind of but yeah i could i could see somebody getting very frustrated with this game yeah. uh yeah but if you know if <laughs> if you if you can do it if you can navigate and wade through the mechanics of it um it's still i think a really good game like i i i mean it's like 10 bucks now like yeah. if you know if if i if i got it and went back to play it and like your your endorsement is enough for me to want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, if I got it, I I, I kind of want to go into it <sighs> manually, turning on that part of my brain that can forgive the bad parts about survival horror games. And when I say that, I mean the bad parts about the actual games and survival horror games. Mm-hmm. If I can do that, I'm golden. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I'd say just try and Jack Bauer it. Just up all your shotgun stats and then put on a baseball cap and go to town. <laughs> you know? See, like, my, like my, my way would be to go uh, suave and, okay. you know, attempt to sexually assault everybody. Um, <laughs> no, because, because I like playing these games in a way that lets me talk my way out of stuff. Yeah. You know? Unfortunately, that's a – see, that's the thing Whereas, like a lot of times – uh, in some other games, like with Night Sealed Republic, there will be situations where you can do that. In this game, there's not a lot of talking your way out of fights. There's not as many opportunities to do that, unfortunately. Yeah, it seems like a missed um, opportunity to me. But Yeah, on, I agree. Um, Although the James Bond archetype does still kill a lot of people. Yeah. That's true, too. 
and really, James Bond more talked his way into compromising situations. <laughs> there was a there there's there was a great chart. I need to find this. I'll put it in the show notes. There was this awesome chart that um, broke down every individual Bond and compared. Um, I forget it was how many people they killed, how many martinis they drank, and how many women they had sex with. Uh huh. <laughs> um, I forget. I forget what the breakdown was, but the but the one who had the most sex and killed the most was uh, was Pierce Brosnan, and the most martinis was either uh, Roger Moore or I think Timothy. No, no. The most was the most martinis was uh, was was Daniel Craig. Actually, oh, really. Between those now, two movies, he had more than all the others. Now, is this average, like per film? I forget what it was. I think it was average. It seems like it would have to be because, yeah. like, Connery has so much more breadth than the than the well, two movies that Daniel Craig's in. Yeah, I mean, you would think that Roger Moore would take all of them because he, I think, he was the longest reigning Bond. But they was still, he? I think so. But they, oh. but they, but they still had Lazenby and uh, Dalton on on the chart too. Yeah. So, hmm. yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Side rail. <laughs> yeah. So, so if you want to play this game, what this game does well is it gives you great authority over your character. Mm-hmm. And it it great job of making you feel invested in the storyline and it makes you it gives you a lot of feedback of it makes you feel like you're affecting the storyline by everything you do. And so I feel like it does that better than most every other game out there right now. So it's a I mean it's not a terribly long game. Um I think there's only four main locations. Uh four or five Outside of that, it's uh, it's solid through those experiences. So I, I mean, I think it's definitely worth playing if you got the time. So cool. Yep, that's that's all I have been playing this last week. Okay, um, David, how about you? Um, been playing a couple of things. Uh, oh, still um, still playing through uh, Payday. Um, not really any news. It continues to be. You know, it continues to be a lot of fun being a horrible human being and running around <laughs> and killing people, which I find that's normally the case. Um, unfortunately, after after the free weekend, the uh, server population has really dropped. Never so much that I couldn't find games, but it's usually, you know, I'm playing under normal difficulty and they'll y- usually be at most like four or five games. Right. Been playing uh, just about ready to complete another um, run on um, Kingdom of Loathing. But uh, they're actually halfway through their um, Halloween event. Yeah. But the thing that's kind of sucking about it is in order to participate in the Halloween event, you have to um, equip your character with three items that it's currently impossible to get in the game. Dough. So uh, basically, you either have to know someone that has them, or to have been someone that has them, or have um, something like five thousand um, meat, which is the currency available to buy, or rather, five million meat available to buy them. Mm-hmm. So it's essentially a you need to pay us to do this quest type of thing. See, I'm not uh, really paying them. Wouldn't help you. Um, it's it's a thing. Well, I should uh, back up. I mean, part, what it is also partially is I didn't do the April Fools event, 
And if I had, that maybe could make, give you a way around it. But it, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see because normally they they tend to usually redeem these things. Like there's been a couple times in the past where, you know, events have kind of turned out, out in such a way that like large segments of the player population couldn't really participate. And usually they've... Um, you know they've ended up all right. It's a really great strategy, like the way they do this, and and they've they've been on this tip for a while. I mean, the, the peppering these events throughout the year um, right. as a way to retain people and get them to come back. Uh, you know, vis-a-vis like the Crimbus stuff and everything. That's cool, except when it bites you in the ass and it's like, oh, if you didn't do something in April, uh, forget about participating in October. Right, and I feel like part part of it is, you know, I overall I love the way they run the game. I feel like it's an extremely well run game, but the two things that do kind of frustrate me is um, there doesn't seem to be a lot of recognition of shying away from doing things that will just uh, all they accomplish is pissing people off, and that maybe could have been you know seen it coming. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so like things like this, like it's not awful that they did it, you know, like in the grand scheme of things, like I've I've actually looked up the items you can get from this event are fairly meaningless. Yeah, but still it's nice but, to but have a souvenir. But it's still a thing where it's like, you know, they, they, they should have known that, that, that people were going to be upset if they couldn't participate. Right. Also, I, I don't know, it seems like the community, you know, if you go to the forums, it's very, very intolerant of people complaining, voicing complaint about that, which I, I've never been a big fan of the whole, you know, if you don't like the way the game is, you know, you know, they, oh, it's their game, they can do whatever they want. What's, what's, the, I, what's the alternative to that? I, well, I guess it's more just, uh, I feel like, that's I, I feel like that's kind of um, I don't feel like that's true in that they they expect or they want to have you know they want their players to be loyal to the game series but at the same time whenever um, at the same time oh they can do whatever they want and I feel like you can't have it both ways if you want players to be loyal to your um, series. There's a certain degree to which you're you're then obligated to listen to their concerns. I mean, I, I can I can see how saying that can be disingenuous, just kind of like, oh, we'll stop playing if you don't like it. And right. you know, it's it of of course. I mean, you know, half of what we do on 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 here, and half of what any podcast is is talking shit. You, you, right. you know, but but like for, for for me, it's a matter of, and 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 maybe it's because I, like I'm not being forced to play them for for like a trade. You know, for like my profession or whatnot. You know, this yeah. is, it's a it's a hobby in support of my hobby, but right. uh, you know, it's just a matter of we never used to have access to the people who made the things that we play, right? Right. But now every developer has a Twitter, and now you know you can write letters to people and you know start petitions and you know do like do, do all this kind of stuff. So this access is a relatively new thing. For us, right? So, I just right. like I, I, on, on the other side of that, like on the other side of what you're saying, and, and and please don't take this as me calling you entitled. But a lot of a lot of the people who make a point of going out in public and asking for these things, you know, and like you know, doing a bad review on Amazon and saying like, oh, 
I'll, I'll change this if you take the DRM off or something like that. It comes across in, in you know, the way a lot of people do it in, in like a really tactless way. Right. So, and and I, I agree. What bothers me isn't so much the legitimate things like, like in this situation, like overall what they're doing is legitimate mm-hmm. or, or at the very least, you know, it, it's not relevant. You know, it's, I think it was a mistake, but it's, you know, if anything, it's just, you know, just that, just a mistake. Mm-hmm. I, um, I think for, for a larger point, you know, or, you know, within the industry, what bothers me is more the times when it's, um, when it's uh, things like, I think the digital right management is actually an excellent example where it's like, oh, well, we have your money, so we don't care. And I kind of feel like, no, if you want people to, you know, if you want brand loyalty, if you expect people to care about your game, I feel like you're kind of obligated to care. Yeah. That, that, that's like that example, like specifically, is, is really tricky. Because like a lot of the same people who really hate DRM, they also love Steam, <laughs> which in and of itself is also is is its own form of of, of DRM. Um, and and I and I don't think you would meet any sane person who would say, on one hand, yes, I love it when my game is made when 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 companies make it more difficult for me to play this game that I want to play. I bought this. They can take it away from me however they want because my behavior is suspicious. And you'll never find a sane or at least um, I guess sane, sane is the wrong way for it. You'll never find a person who's being what's the opposite of disingenuous? The person who's being ingenuous. Um, honest. Genuine. <laughs> yeah. A, a, a person who's being honest with themselves, at least morally, who would say ah, it's OK for me to take this. If they didn't want me to play it or if, if they wanted me to buy it, they wouldn't have made it so difficult for me to buy it. So I can steal it now. I'm justified in doing that. They're making pirates by making, you know, by, by having DRM on this. I'm just fighting the power. And and also, I mean, again, part of it also probably goes back to I tend to view video games as um, as storytelling. Mm-hmm. And storytelling is inherently shared. Oh, that's tricky. So, th- sorry, that, that just went in a completely random direction. But, yeah. Um, the other thing I've been uh, doing, actually, the bulk of my time is I um, start up um, Dark Souls again. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Now we're so, talking. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I decided to um, start a new character. I'd made some um, mistakes in my previous build, and I just kind of wanted to, you know, start fresh and, you know, get, get through it. Although, that being said, I did um, end up starting with the um, Master Key. Yeah, that's the, that's the way to go. And it's kind of funny because, um, except for one thing that I, um, well, uh, one thing I don't really care about and one thing um, that I, um, I forgot to grab, I actually had, I think, pretty much the almost the entirety of my old kit before I... Um, fought the first boss the the tourist demon yep uh so i actually uh went basically the first thing i did was got out went went down went to the valley of the drakes up through darkru garden all the way to the blacksmith uh-huh so basically went through the went through the game as i'd previously played it backwards so mm-hmm. that that was kind of fun yeah 
I kind of have the urge to try to uh, ring the bells in the wrong order. You can do that. Like I've they, I've not I've never actually I've never actually rang the second bell. I've stopped playing previously before I got to that. So I'm probably going to do it right, but I do kind of have the urge just to see. Yeah, I mean like with with the master key you don't actually have to go into the depths at all. Like right. I recommend Which you do nice it for the souls. The depths, there there are two there are two places. Uh it's kinda of weird. There's only two things I dread. Uh, doing again <laughs> and one of them is the depths um most notably the um basilis yes and just that area in general kind of creeps me out yeah well if you look at the walls um you'll you'll figure out why <laughs> oh why is that oh just the general just the, the the texture work in dark souls is really good like oh just the fact that it's all um building up like uh biological matter yeah yeah that it's accumulating slime and everything and just the just the general unsavoriness of it right yeah um and then uh actually the other part is the um the lower undead berg with uh with the uh oh the assassins thieves yeah yeah did you ever fight the capper demon at all uh no i i stopped pretty much right before it yeah, fuck that guy. I stopped. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you quickly get your um, your uh, Dark Souls sense quickly develops to the point where you you can sense when they're about to make you do some shit. <laughs> and um, I got right to the point where I realized it was going to make me do some shit and went back to um, a farm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, it's the point where you start getting into rooms... Where there's not any, where there's a distinct lack of enemies or traps. You can tell they're 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 lulling, they're lulling you into a false sense of security, but in reality, it's just making you more tense. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, it, it's also interesting. I never realized the degree to which you get much better at the um, the combat system. Yeah. Because um, just just for fun, you know, I um, you know, I went and grabbed the. Um, the Drake shield and um, sort of a uh, Astra or whatever. Yeah, the the, the, the Astra's uh, straight sword. Yeah, yeah. And you, I'm I'm not going to spoil, but you die in the process of doing that. You, I've actually gotten out of it. <laughs> I've managed to get away, which is fun. Oh well. Um, and then just at, for fun, um, went into um, the undead burg and tried to fight. Uh, the first two monsters you fight and actually managed to kill one of them and nearly kill the second one. So Nice. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've talked about this at length, but the combat in Dark Souls is, is really all about managing the distance between you and your enemy. And, exactly. And knowing when to, knowing when to uh, uh, let go of your shield. Because if you keep right. it up all the time, you're never going to, you know, so it's resource management, essentially. And you right. need to know, like, okay, I have, like, three seconds to recover some endurance by dropping my shield before I bring this back up or knowing when to dodge instead of, like, take that hit. So, you know, the weapon that you choose and to a certain extent what shield you choose as well, um, like, it's it's like playing a different game, playing with a with a dagger versus a halberd, you know. I would say that's probably my one big complaint about the game 
is I feel like they don't give you enough information to start out with about what weapon to pick in order to build your character to to match. See, I I liked that. I never felt like, you know, if, if I put points into any given thing, you can always, like that that'll always be useful down the line unless it's one of the more specialized uh stats, you know, like faith or, you know, in, uh, intelligence or attunement or anything like that. Like there's no sense in putting a two minute if you never if you never uh pick up a spell, right? right. Um but which like, I pretty much don't. <laughs> right. It's it's useful. I mean, it's kind of a crutch a a, a little bit, but it's it's useful. Um, but, but like, so it's easy to recover from like misallocating your stuff because yes, the, 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 the souls required to level up that goes up, but it's at a slow enough rate that you don't really bone yourself that well. Um, that, and I had a lot of fun, you know, settling on which weapon I wanted to use. Um, you know, it's like picking stuff up. It's kind of like, uh, a scene in Pulp Fiction with, uh, with Bruce Willis, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when How he's when, when when he's in the gun store and he's about ready to go down and save uh, Marcellus, and oh, okay. like he like he picks up a he picks up a chainsaw. And he's like, no, he puts it down. He picks up a shotgun. No, he puts it down. He picks up a baseball bat. No, puts it down. Then he looks up and he sees and he and he sees something. You know, something catches his eye. And then he, like the next scene, he's carrying a katana. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, I'm. I'm. What I where I'm at right now. Um, I really like the um, the straight swords, but the the difficult I'm having. This could be part of what frustrates me, is I only like the straight swords that have the um, the original long sword move set where your power attack is a thrust. Right. And um, a lot of them don't have that. Yeah. Well, there's there, there's straight swords, long swords, and uh, I don't know. I, I forget where I was going with that. <laughs> but I'm um, I'm I'm actually fine though. I only really use the power attack, so I'm I was initially thinking I'd go um, a dex based approach, but I'm now debating just going heavy weapons because I only use the like everything or nothing power attack anyways. Because any other time I have my shield up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to. Wow, <laughs> just the power attacks, huh? Like you have to watch for openings in the like that are wider than a barn door to use those. See, see what I what I find the problem is because I only attack when there's an opening. Any time I I attack, I could attack with anything. Right. <laughs> so so I generally spend. The vast majority of the fight circling the person just out of their range. <laughs> yeah, so. like like the the majority of the times where you're going to get screwed, especially later on when you're fighting like trickier enemies, you know things that aren't just the usual undead mooks. Um, it's going to be like, okay, I have an opening. I know I can get one hit in, and you get it, and you see him recovering. And you think, can I get one more in? <laughs> And the answer and, and invariably I mean, yeah, is no. That's that's ultimately how I died. Like um, when I was randomly fighting the um, the Blight Town enemies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so like, why aren't you guys playing this game yet? <laughs> Sorry. Is that directed to me and Dennis? Yeah. Or, right. I I, saw I, haven't, it. I haven't. Go ahead. As I say, because I haven't stolen it from you yet. <laughs> you can't. I, I don't have it on oh, PS3. Oh, we covered this. Yes, yeah, we did. Wait. 
David, what are you playing it on? <laughs> David, I'm, I'm coming down to Alabama. <laughs> and I'll be honest, if you came here and took it, I would not stop you. <laughs> <laughs> After driving six and a half hours to get it, I would be okay. <laughs> yeah. You earned it. <laughs> where, where, where did you see it, Ben? I'd, I'd probably pay in gas. What it was yes, like I was going to say. You've bought this several times over in gas money. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was at a undisclosed game store the other day, and uh, I saw a copy of it, and I it briefly passed my mind. But I have other things on docket that I need to play before I can get into it yeah so. yeah dishonor yeah steam, steam no. is having a sale right now and it's killing me <laughs> yeah so the I, i'm i'm safe from that because most of the games are windows only so see yeah. i never beat um uh vampire the masquerade oh do that and it's five dollars <laughs> do that also um natural selection looks pretty epic that's uh, that's the uh, half-life mod right uh yeah, they're not, they're doing the whole thing where you make a really awesome mod and then eventually make it into a full fledged game. Yeah. It's basically um first person shooter, um Real time strategy. Uh, Starcraft. Yeah. Or at least the parts of Starcraft that people cared about, by which I mean not the Protoss. <laughs> yeah, I played that back uh oh god, that was that was a while ago. That was like two thousand two, two thousand three. It was it like this. It's a total conversion mod, is, is is what it is. So like, they take it and you like control people from top down, and then you can inhabit different people, like different different characters on the playing field. So it's it's right. pretty cool. And the way it is now, I guess you have one player that's you know the commander that controls everything, real time strategy, and everyone else plays the actual units. Mm-hmm. Neat. So it looks fun. Steam sales. Gotta love them. Uh, it'll be over by the time you hear this, though. So, better get on it. <laughs> better get yeah, on that time machine. You have to wait, like, what, two weeks till um, Thanksgiving, where literally every game on it will be 50% off. Yeah. <laughs> Think how much you're saving by spending $200 on games. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to not quite be um, enough time though for Assassin's Creed 3 to be on sale. I'm hoping maybe XCOM. Oh yeah, yeah, XCOM. That that strikes me as something that's going to be forty dollars or thirty five dollars the day after uh, the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, just like Assassin's Creed will be, um, which is why I am not talking about that right now. Um, I've never bought an Assassin's Creed game for full price. Why would I start now? Um, See. I never realized, and it it kind of bothers me. I, I was looking at um, Assassin's Creed 3, and I never realized that basically the way it works now is all games are um, $60 unless it's the PC version, in which case it's 50 That's the way it works. Unless it's a Blizzard game, then, then it's 60 See, it's actually... Um, I find it actually helps... Because not not counting Blizzard games, it's really, really good because if I look at a game and find that it's $60 um, for the PC version, I then know that it's a bad port because <laughs> it's made by someone who doesn't real, know, you know, didn't take the time to bother how 
to figure out how PC games work. Right. So it's a good filter. Hmm. Well, um, I think it's it's getting late. Uh, I don't think it's getting late. I know that it's getting late. So do we want to uh, button it up? Yeah, I, I, we referenced this, I think, before we started the show, but I've, I've played literally nothing, so I have <laughs> nothing to contribute. That's why I didn't go to you. Yeah. Sorry. I, I, it was a foregone Sean, conclusion. Sean! No, I, 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 uh, I, I, know, I know that was established between us. I just thought it, in case, depending yes. on when we, how, how it's edited. Well, why did Cole edit this out? <laughs> why, like, like, like Dennis, how he was going to talk about a bunch of like, fresh <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, button it up. Yep. Okay, cool. So that was episode number 167 of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, a podcast about video games. Um, it's also going to be the last episode of this show. Surprise! What? Yeah. <laughs> it's over! Um, I didn't want to do like a whole like Twitter thing saying like, oh gosh, it's going to go away. And then like fake you out and say, oh no, because that's, that's a dick thing to do, um, to play with goodwill. You know, we, 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 we tremendously appreciate the fact that you're listening to this and no we're not going away um we are basically starting a new show that's going to be very similar to this with all the same people but do you want to know what it's going to be called yes you do okay so i paused there so you could say yes i assume yes, I it was like door of the explorer style yes. everyone talking exactly so um our new show is going to be called the level. I'll repeat that. The level. It doesn't have seven words in it. Um, <laughs> it's just the level. Um, strangely enough, no podcast has taken that name, and it works really, really, really well. Um, we're going to be sorting out specifically what's going to be different about it, aside from the name. I, you know, we we have a lot of stuff you know, in mind for the way that we want to kind of treat this new property differently with this uh, new fresh start. Um, but uh, what I will say is kind of the driving philosophical reason for it. You know, at the start of every show, at the end of every show, I say, hey, this is a podcast about video games. I don't know if we want to be that show. I would rather be a show for people who love video games. Um, that means we're going to be talking about video games a lot, but I would like for us to have some license to move around on that and uh, to, um, you know, be ourselves on this because that's kind of the draw. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that's, that's one of the reasons. The other reason, you know, the, the, the name was designed to stick out on a college radio uh, schedule. Um, specifically it needed to be long enough. So it would be, uh, so it'd have a line break on the schedule. So it would take up more. Um, so everybody else had a single line. I had, I had what was effectively two spots on the roster because of that. Um, and it worked very well for us. Uh, but it's also kind of a relic of a different place. It's kind of weird. You go, you go and look at the back episodes and like, why does it start at 77 or why does it start at, you know, one eleven? because like for three years before we started doing this show as it exists right now, it was an entirely different thing. And so, <laughs> you know, with could, musical breaks and everything. Yeah, I know. Right. And you so that, that used to be the most stressful part of the show is realizing that it was your break. Like <laughs> oh, no. coming up 20 seconds and you had to go find a CD. <laughs> <laughs> Quick plug in my iPod. Um, yeah. So just leaving that behind and, you know, just attacking this with a new energy and new zeal and, uh, you know, just uh, letting people, 
you know, kind of declare bankruptcy and say like, I want to get in on this from the ground floor. So uh, next week we're going to be taking a break and we're going to be powwowing and talking about, you know, how we want to approach this um, a little bit more than we already have. And uh, the week after that uh, will be the first level uh, where you will join us. Do you get it? It's a pun because video games have levels, so good. but, but just, audio. Just hearing you say that for the first time live, that, that <laughs> dude. I'm excited. <laughs> yep. Video games have <laughs> levels, but this is an audio thing, and I set the levels at the beginning of every show. See? Audio well, levels? I'm glad you've Get leveled it? about that. What's that? I'm glad you've leveled about that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be on the level. See, there's an, an infinite comedy, you know? Are, are we going to have any boss podcasts? <laughs> well, I, I mean... Oh, shit, son. I mean, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to open up the kimono too much, but uh, this, this, this affords us the ability to do bonus levels or secret levels or oh. see, get it, get it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> so, so, I mean, so do you have to like burn down a tree somewhere on your website and then find the secret level podcast? <laughs> No, you this have is, to burn down an resounding. actual tree. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like a geocache. Like you have to go find it. We're going viral on you, son of sons of bitches. This whole thing is going to be an ARG. <laughs> Basically, yeah. it's it's really a resounding answer to what's in a name. It, kind of the the idea for this new name came up, and just everything else fell into place. Yeah. <laughs> it, so it's it's a uh, it's it's pretty sweet. Yep. So we've I, I've already put together like album art and everything, which has been approved by the group. Um, I think anyway, it's, I, I like it. <laughs> I am pressing for sweeping reform. <laughs> so, um, so that said, y- y- you know, this, this is going to be the last episode on this feed. Uh, the show like th- this one, it's not going to go away. I'm going to, I'm going to keep it up, um, preserved for people to find and grab, you know, all of these old episodes are going to remain available for as long as the site's around. This is just going to be retired essentially. Now Seriously, some people term. are just going to have. Oh, say again, Ben. Said so now in sepia tune. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, people are going to have burning questions about Alpha Protocol, you know, twenty years in the future. So, well, hey. well now that's over, all the hipsters can start listening to our podcast. <laughs> exactly. So you know, it just for for every you know for every season, turn, 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 all of that. Um, you know, we just want to like a phoenix rise from the ashes and other cliches so we go on (laughs) so so anyway um if i haven't layered in green day's time of your life or good riddance or whatever that is um yeah that's that's the thing so keep an eye on uh on the website um there'll be like a new facebook and everything for that um just you know we'll make an announcement on all all of the usual channels and the other shows We'll, we'll probably you know pick that out you're gonna have to like resubscribe and everything it's gonna be a huge pain in the ass i can't do like forwarding because again like i said (laughs) this is gonna stay up so just uh you'll you'll know when there's no more and since you've listened to this you're just gonna be like oh i wonder if that level oh yep it's up there it's up there it's featured on itunes and it's in you know what's hot and new and noteworthy and all of that um so (laughs) best podcast ever so and and i know you you have to put down the phone um the sponsorship slots have already been filled um so and 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 cole what was our our main sponsor again um actually crazily monsanto yeah yeah weird but so uh, you know uh get your you know genetically engineered seeds um these tomatoes (laughs) will not rot on the vine they will uh be abnormally large (laughs) 
<laughs> the level brought to you by size. <laughs> the level brought to you by Monsanto. Um, so <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So you can find us. Uh, keep your eyes on uh, my Twitter, which is Cole Ross K O L E R O S S. Also, the Duckfeed TV um, Twitter, which is just Duckfeed TV. Um, Dennis, how about you? I am at D Furia, and uh, that's D F U R A. I'm, I'm realizing I'm going to need to update my uh, my profile because I yes. I call out DTR in my profile, so I'll have to have to bring that one around. Yeah, Ben. I am at Merkelizer. David. I am at MoneySmith seven seven seven. Awesome. Also, I'd like to point out that much earlier in the podcast, I vowed that one point. I would be the last person to sign off. <laughs> oh, now, snap. Oh, wow. <laughs> wait, wait. Twitter names isn't <laughs> signing off. No, oh. no. But, but like the uh, no, Ben is the last one to sign off. I know. And that I, I vowed that one point that would not be so. Oh, are you saying that the Twitter, that yes, was your uh, time? I, I'm declaring the Twitter name to be. The sign sign off. Oh, okay. Was this was this a ploy? Was this the point of your Twitter account? <laughs> Perhaps. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so executed. Save, save your ratings and reviews for uh, for for iTunes. Um, drum up some support for us on the on the social media channels. Say where's the level or where did the level go? Any of any of those things. Just ask those questions. We want to go viral viral with it. Level level. Yes, we're gonna level up. Oh yeah. God, that's our magazine ad, you guys. We're leveling up. DTR <laughs> is leveling up. So, so anyway, um, all of that, you know, just becomes a thing. So, we're, uh, I don't want to reveal too much, but uh, keep your eyes on the channels and all of that for any new information here. Uh, you thought Polygon launching was a big deal? Nope, this is the new shit. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, for DTR once and for all, this has been Cole Ross, Dennis Furia. David Meismith. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to lure him out. <laughs> ben Merkel. <laughs> and uh, stay tuned.